0: Hey Kip Nation all over the world, today I have a wonderful, wonderful treat for you. Uh, As you know, some of you are tuning in for the first time, I have been uh, giving you a behind the scenes look at my book, Uh, Pressing to the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. I wrote this last year, well I released it last year, I wrote it over the last two and a half years. but. I believe that right now it's it's the cornerstone of my life's work of what I'll be doing in the future, and uh, as I introduce Chapter One, I want to tell you that I believe that God has spoken to me in a very very real way. Matter of fact, I open up with one of the most uh, overlooked aspects of being a believer or just being a human, and uh, I think it was critical, I know it was critical when God gave me this uh, piece of uh, literary work um, that many people refer to as poetry, but this isn't so much poetry as it is what I call soul tree. That is poetry from the soul, for the soul. Poetry from the soul for the soul, so instead of calling it poetry, God gave me the title Soul Tree. And I have uh, lots of these, but this particular one, God had me to put in in front of the book, and uh, it was critically important because without this, we have nothing. Without this um, element of the faith, we, we are absolutely all but lost. Uh, When you think about Christ's death on the cross, and think about one of his seven last words, and you've heard the seven last words preached, but the one that was so poignant for me, and of course, uh, Father, into thy hands I commend thy spirit, sure. Uh, Woman, behold thy son, son, behold thy mother. I I love those, but the one that speaks the most to me is forgive them, Lord. For they know not what they do. The power of forgiveness. The power of forgiveness. Because when Jesus died on the cross and his blood was shed, it released a power of forgiveness that runs back to the days of Adam and goes forward to the last human being that will ever be born in the earth. It is uh, an efficacious power, similar to the blood, but they go hand in hand because the blood was shed so that we could be forgiven for our sins. And so, yes, I wanna talk a little bit about forgiveness. And a lot of people think, ah, I already know everything there is to know about forgiveness, What you don't. Because we're still, learn- we're still learning, we're still ever coming into the truth of God's word. We may know things, with our head, but haven't learned them with a heart. We may know things with our heart, but we haven't been able to apply it to our life. So there are many dimensions of love and love is one of those things that when you truly, truly, truly love, then you have to forgive. You have to forgive. And forgiveness is never for the person that you need to forgive. Forgiveness is for us. Forgiveness is for you. So you can think of, before I get started, anybody in your life that has wronged you, betrayed you, lied on you, that has hurt you, disgraced you, broken you. If you can think of anyone that have done something to you that broke your heart or broke your spirit, or disappointed you so, whether it be a father or a mother or a friend or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband or a wife or whoever it was, God has given us the power to forgive. And so when I write Soul Tree, when you hear this poem, uh, this Soul Tree is literally called The Power of Forgiveness. but. It is a conglomeration of small narratives about forgiveness that tag team with each other to give us the meta narrative of the strength and the force and the power of forgiveness in the earth and how that forgiveness carries us to this day. I am so glad that God allowed his son to die, and I'm so glad that he's an advocate for the Father, for all of us, and that he forgives us of all unrighteousness. And if God can forgive us, and each of us can look in our own individual mirrors, and I'm not talking about the mirror on your wall, I'm talking about the mirror of your heart. I'm talking about the mirror in your brain, the things that you know you've done, the things that you forgot about, people that you've said things to, or done things to, and have never, they never apologized to you, or you've never apologized to them, but let me tell you something. There is a river of God's love, and out of that river, one of the tributaries, and I, 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 I love the tributaries of God. I, I think about grace, I think about mercy, I think about long suffering, but I also think about forgiveness. So think about forgiving someone today. Whether they forgive you or not is irrelevant. But forgive them and then let it go. And watch God begin to move in your life because forgiveness is the platform for God to move in the life of a believer. For there's nothing that God can't do through you when you've unclogged your spiritual pores by forgiving people who have done wrong to you. So I'm gonna read and, and talk and just kind of flow and uh, I'm gonna let this resonate in your heart around the world and, and, and then I'm gonna be gone. So the stench of unforgiveness fills the earth. Again, let me, let me start all over again. The power of forgiveness. The stench of unforgiveness fills the earth like a never ending trench, a stretch of landfalls. We, the church, have lost our posture and position on the earth. The Lord searches for the church as he did in the days of the fall of humankind. Adam, where are you? Genesis three and nine. Our posture resembles the first Adams rather than that of the second Adam. So let me stop here. The Lord searches for the church as he did in the days of the fall of humankind. Adam, where are you? We need to get back. The church needs to get back in position. And one of the ways that position is restored is by the act of forgiveness. So I'm going to pick up again. Our posture resembles the first Adam rather than that of the second Adam. The first Adam blamed God for sending Eve. However, the second Adam said, not my will, but thine will be done. A lack of understanding and fear drove the first Adam to cover himself. But grace, mercy, and love were in the second Adam and caused him to die for the first Adam. And if you don't know, the first Adam was, of course, Adam who was married to Eve, the first man to represent humanity and the earth and the first man to, of course, sin. And his wife at the time was Eve, and she was the first woman to sin. But then there was the second Adam. The second Adam was married to himself. He was married to God. And he gave his life on the cross so that we could have eternal life. The first Adam didn't understand leaves, are temporary and cannot hide sin. The second Adam knew that only the eternal blood of a perfect lamb could take away the sins of the world. It was a perfect plan of God for a fallen world, past, present, and future. The blood was shed by the second Adam so we could be forgiven for our sins, yes, Jesus died, but before he died, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgiveness was released as an example to all of us who are dying to self. Forgiveness was released to all of us. If we're going to draw closer to God, if we're going to press into the power of God, if we're gonna experience the fullness of God, if we're going to live life and life more abundantly, then we must continue to die to self. And part of dying to self is making sure that there's nothing that's in us that refuses to give other people who have done offense or some type of offense against our spirit. So when we die, To self, the church will live. Resurrection power will run through our veins. God will be exalted. And the stench of unforgiveness will turn into a sacred aroma. Let the sweet incense of worship be released from the earth. God be glorified. There's nothing that another person should be able to do to us that hinders us from the worship of God because God is bigger than any offense that could be committed against us in the world. And we should let nothing come between us and the love of Jesus Christ. So I read as I close, let the sweet incense of worship be released from the earth God be glorified as we forgive. Forgiveness restores the church and honors the second Adam. Lord, as we forgive, we are forgiven and your power is released. Restore us, Lord, to the correct posture and position of abundant life in you. Again, this has been Soul Tree, Poetry from Poetry. From the soul, for the soul. By yours truly comes out of my book, Pressing to the Power. And it is the essential element to living life and life more abundantly. But being able to love God's people, regardless of how we are sometimes not kind to each other. But knowing that God is kind to us all. And as we look at the mirror of our heart and the mirror of our minds and the mirror of our souls and see the times that we have essentially fallen short of the glory of God and how the blood of Calvary the efficacious never losing his power blood of Calvary flows towards us in spite of ourselves truly there's no one and there's nothing that can be done to us that we cannot forgive. For God has forgiven us for some very heinous and egregious egregious things. And yet he loves us and does not remind us. a matter of fact, he throws our sin as far as the east is from the west. So if the father can do that, and we were created in his image, so can his children. We can forgive. And we will forgive all to the glory of God so that we can strive to be the men and women of God that you have called us to be. We're going to forgive like Jesus. And we're going to be blessed because he because we forgave. For if we don't forgive others, God doesn't forgive us. But as we forgive others, God forgives us, and his inherent power flows through our mind, hearts, and souls so that we can experience the power of living life and living it more abundantly. This is just a little bit of chapter one. There's a whole lot more that you can read in chapter one. This is not even what the book is about, but before you read the book, I want to make sure your head, your heart, your spirit is clear. So you can hear clearly from the word of God and he can write on the tables of our heart that we might not sin against him, but that we might overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So let's overcome. Let's fight the good fight of faith. Let's endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And let's let nothing separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. If you want to purchase Press, press Into the Power, you can go online to Barnes & Noble Books, uh, CDB, Christian Book Distributors, um, Cokesbury Press, uh, Westbow Press, uh, Amazon, any of these uh, digital outlets, you can purchase this book If you've already got it, get another one. If you've read it, share it with a friend. You can really help me by writing a review uh, on Amazon, leaving a a rating uh, on any of those platforms if they have areas for you to write reviews or leave ratings. Again, sharing sharing it with your friends, taking a picture of the book with you, tagging me on Facebook at Derek L. Calhoun. That's a blessing. Uh, telling your friends about it. Think about using the book if you're a pastor or a Sunday school teacher or a instructor of some type. Think about using the book for coursework. I do have a uh, workbook coming out very shortly. It should should be out no later than this spring. Believe in God for that. But just Be uh, led of the Holy Ghost and do whatever it is is that the Lord tells you to do as it relates to sharing this book. I I wanted to bless the world, and it was written to bless the world. Okay? Have a great, great day. Uh, We should be walking into February very, very soon, uh, in a few days. And I hope that you are blessed in this second month and that you are gaining momentum to be able to go and do what? influence the nations. God bless.